0: In times like these, being a citizen is a big job. Thank you for joining us to celebrate the virtues of self-rule and debate the state of our republic. Welcome to the Citizen's Prerogative Podcast. This is the voice of your nerdy host, Michael Piscatelli, and we are blessed with a co-host whose passion for our republic precedes him wherever he goes. Raymond Wong Jr. Hello. This is uh, episode 14, season two, and it's part three. (laughs) It's a three-episode journey here um, covering the Freedom Contract. So Freedom Contract part three, we've already covered the freedom from oppression, uh, some of our positioning on that. We wrapped up uh, the immediately previous episode, Freedom from Poverty. And so with this episode, we're going to go ahead and or maybe maybe we didn't wrap it up, but we're going to revisit it and connect it to the next and final topic for the series, this mini-series, Freedom from Ignorance. So it's the three freedoms, yeah. oppression, poverty, and ignorance.
1: I mean, I feel like that we should have started with poverty in some ways, because um, when you think about it, it's kind of foundational, right? Even going back further to part one, oppression, you know, you can't even fight oppression if you're in poverty, it's almost like it's a it, it's the biggest hurdle, and it's the it's the the purposeful hurdle put in place by the people in power. I'm not saying that you did any wrong formatting there, Mike. Great great delivery though.
0: <laughs> hey, it's quite all right. Uh, I think meander is the uh, term, the modus operandis, or whatever that word is. I'm out, I'm way outside of my lane now. I agree. Poverty is, it's a mechanism and um, an artifact of our system. An artifact being like, well, it's, it's a side effect to a certain degree that we haven't chosen to mitigate. Uh, and it affects everything. It really does. It's oppressive in so many ways uh, and in and and different reasons for different people. Right. All of our lives are a little bit different. So we experience it in different ways and at different points during our lives, um, growing up from adolescence and whatnot. But bringing it closer to home, transitioning from poverty and freedom from ignorance. Um, It makes me think about there was an article I read. Ray and I were talking about it a little bit before we started this episode. And I, I will go and try and find it, seek it out again, so that I can put it in the show notes. But essentially, I believe the title was something to the effect of, does poverty cause people to be stupid, you know, or or is it just that stupid people are poor? Right? It's like, is this a a chicken or an egg thing? You know, it's, um, you know, because the system would kind of make you think, well, poor people must be dumb or lazy or incapable like there's something wrong with that person if they're not mega rich in our system that that's that is a really i think uh ever-present effervescent message and you know it, it it really holds people back
1: it's a circular argument right it's it's I, I hate to say it but it's the, to me i would equate that same thought to black on black violence right people bring that up but it's actually quite an ignorant comment because the larger issue is that we have a black concentration that we have ghettos and that we have these these depressed neighborhoods right so that kind of ignores it and negates just, so what you're saying Exactly, Michael. It's a it's a circ, it's a circular argument. I hope I'm placing that yeah. right. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's and it's an argument that's specifically designed to make people um, feel accustomed or in their place in the system as it is, uh, which doesn't benefit them. Um, and then it's like, well, just accept your lot in life because you must be dumb. Like it's some unchangeable feature of you. And so this article, it was a, I want to believe it was a scholarly article because they were talking about the results of various studies, um, I assume sociological studies or, or whatnot. And, and the premise of the whole thing was about, you know, the chicken or the egg question. And the findings were, to me, astonishing. Eye-opening and uh, made me feel like the weight of sadness um when i realize the message of this thing and it's basically that if somebody is in poverty they will they will be affected cognitively and it will show up In IQ scores, it will show up. It shows up in so many measurements. And that was the point of these studies was to show, well, you know, how accurate are IQ tests? How accurate are these measurements of things that we don't really understand? It's just numbers we came up with that seem to, you know, correlate to something, right? And so they're digging into this. And the more they dug into it, they realized, no, um, no, the the environmental effects of poverty, of living the life of poverty... Causes these things. It's not just your physical health which affects your brain. <laughs> it's in your body. Um, it's everything from physical health to mental health, and to the points that Ray has been making time and time again. That this this distraction. Now they have they have much they have much clearer terms around some of these things. But the idea that you know, if we only have so much time on Earth, and it, what occupies that time in your mind, in your thought space. There's a price to that, and if if all that ever is occupying your mind is how am I going to pay my bills, how am I going to eat, how's my kid going to get through college, whatever that that recurring theme is, wherever you are, whatever caste you're a part of, um, for people that are experiencing poverty and are hungry and are worried about homelessness or are homeless and are worried about something else, that becomes all consuming, and it shows up in all of these studies. And so it really begged the question about, you know, how we're treating each other humanity-wise. It's not just like a perceived fairness or a perceived slight. It is the quality of life. And it is vastly different cognitively, experientially, and, you know, for the pursuit of happiness poverty is the single biggest indicator to control that
1: i think that the capital attack it's still you know timely with everything that we're discussing is that you know poverty and 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 ignorance sorry ignorance in particular is is what i want to Look at is what happened at the Capitol. Is that we, we have to see that there was a grievance there, and there was not a legitimate grievance of the election, but there was an, a grievance of ignorance. So, those people, to me, um, more than ever, as I continue to think about this episode we've been doing over the last couple of days, is that I feel sorry for these individuals, and I feel like the Republic owes them something also because of not freeing them from ignorance so we can see the exact issue at play right there on the capitol and you can feel a lot of different emotions but if we're a good republic that you should feel all the emotions which is the anger and the distrust and the treason but also how did we get here and that's because we did not fulfill a freedom of ignorance for these people
0: and there's no one answer i mean one of the tra- biggest travesties is people are suffering and they want the one answer, the one cause. And it's the, it's systematic. It's many causes to many people. It's, it's, it reminds me of something I want to do at some point, which is like come up with these fishbone diagrams. I don't know if you've ever heard of fishbone diagrams. Yeah. <laughs> uh for root cause analysis and it's like okay you know i i just want to show all the factors that lead to this thing so anytime somebody says oh you know we can't do that because it'll cause that you're like no actually there's a lot more involved you know just to kind of get some of the imagery out there but i digress um yeah
1: i think like for fish bones you, you know, you choke on them. That's what I'll, I'll break it down for everyone. So there's a lot of bones in a fish and business is complex and it's not, you can't just cut it one way, right? And oh. fish bone diagrams kind of start to, they break down the multiple layers and it's a way of, of really getting down to the nitty gritty on something. Um, but also understanding that, you know, you everyone sees the uh, Apple product, right? Everyone sees the iPhone, but it's what it takes to get to the head of the fish, right? So much foot funnels into it so i think that's true for our democracy this is not a failure only of the head of state at the federal level it's a failure locally so these local states and local state leaders and education systems and 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 frankly it gives it behooves us to have free education right it's a failure
0: of imagination in the america in the mind of the american people we have not elected representatives because there's not been a vision we haven't asked for it apparently i mean maybe we've we do, have
1: we've chosen not to we've spoken about this in previous episodes we've spoken about when we when you you lose the creativity or the, the idea that you think and i might be even getting mixed up with some of our facebook live stuff but uh, it's it is when you start to when you stop thinking about what could be better and you start just accepting what is and you fight for what is rather than what could be. And that's the trouble is pe- what could be. It, you have to have that freedom from ignorance. And you have to have freedom from, frankly, poverty, in my opinion, to even start to think about that stuff. And that's why, like you said, Michael, I keep preaching us being stuck in traffic all day, us yeah. being stuck in the nine to five at of office is all to keep you from achieving that freedom.
0: Well, it ends, up, it ends up having that effect for sure um, and keeps us distracted. So the best way for us to relieve our stress is to play a video game or whatever it is. And, and I'm not picking on anybody who plays a video game, but I think about the lot. there's a lot of hours for some people that goes into it. Um, and that's something that wasn't always there before that time was spent at that time in life for an individual was spent doing very different things. And so, you know technology's caused a lot of changes for us I, again i digress but poverty will prevent you from learning anything and if you're if you're poor at birth you don't have a chance what are you going to learn it's going to be very difficult to learn i mean first of all uh, we you know you can put a book in front of someone first of all they ha- they have to know how to read right and then in 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 the concepts that are in the book, you know, be able to formulate all of that. So it's not a matter of people having access to words on a page, you know, it's even more fundamental to that. And keep in mind that evolutionarily speaking, as humans, as animals, we learn so much more from observing our environment than we do with these newfangled ways of ingesting knowledge. Um, And so you just think about an environment of poverty, growing up in that. It's one thing to grow up not in poverty and fall into it, right? That's a very different journey. It's a very different story. Um, But we have so many children that never had a chance. We have so many children that are too hungry to learn who don't have the resources or don't have access. And COVID now is even exacerbating those things. And in order for this system to function without oligarchy, without Um, a king, you know, without strong leadership at the top, in order for it to actually be a democracy of self-rule, we have to be free enough to know how to self-rule. Otherwise, they're going to take it away. It wasn't always ours. It didn't start out as ours. We've earned it. We've won it. And now they've realized, uh (laughs) uh-oh, well, you know, if we, just, if we just take some of this back, all we have to do is dumb everybody down a little bit. Let's not invest in education or anything anymore. And they'll see how dangerous and unstable the system will become without these wonderful elites to run it for them. And, and we've seen some of that happening. We've seen some of this attempt to claw back from us our democracy, right? to give it to the representatives more than us
1: we we fought for the nation, we killed for this nation. And I, I can't wait till we get more into the Revolutionary War and such, and we, we can talk about those stories. Those are episodes I look forward to because you, you talk about what it took to free us from a king, and then this ideal that a people would rule themselves. But don't forget that ideal that we focus so much on did not include blacks, did not include women, did not include people that did not own land, there was a huge segment of the population that was left out of that freedom ideal um, but we've evolved we've come so far right so that's why we have to i don't know, what what confuses me is why people don't understand that freedom's malleable because we've done it so much right in our 200 plus year oh. history we've already we've already shifted it so much
0: we show we show this full scale the full breadth Of capacity to be to be to have so much freedom for a group to own other humans outright right to the freedom of you know true egalitarian we've we've done every experiment we've done it all we've had a
1: true oligarchy at the head helm Uh, we've done it all that was fun the experiment uh, that is true freedom but the, the unfortunate thing is the only people that are experiencing this and playing with it are the people at the top and we need mm-hmm. to change that. We all should be free from from poverty and free from oppression. And even if you're making a good six figure, you're still not free from oppression and, and poverty. You're just you're just uh, the wrong move away from a, a bad economy, away from it, the edge.
0: It's more like Icarus. Yeah, you're, you're just further, you're closer to the sun, you're further from the ground. So yeah. if you fall, <laughs> it's a further way to go. That's how I feel. It doesn't matter, no matter how how well I was able to do, suddenly I realized, wait a minute, nothing about this is right. I'm not feeling any better or safer at all by earning more money. I'm feeling a different kind of risk. I'm preoccupied, worried about a different set of worries. It's a fantastical shift, that adaptation to the new environment. It's so swift and so severe. Our system doesn't give you a moment to recognize anything's happening. I've experienced it. It makes me nervous talking about it even now.
1: I can't imagine,
0: right? Like if... I'm sorry Ray but I mean if if you and I were born maybe you know seven figures instead of zero figures and then um and then climb to uh, several billion maybe we would feel the fear <laughs> the same way I don't know but it look at the scales I mean the scales are just absolutely astronomically ass nine
1: I don't know if um it's, it's almost like when people achieve this freedom from the oppression, when these people achieved true freedom from oppression, true freedom from poverty, right? There's just well, so do much they, money. Do they
0: know it? they're in a different maze of the rat race? It's it's,
1: well they're looking at the rat race though and they're like i cannot be those people again and there's this unfounded fear that they themselves or their children will become subject or their descendants oh my goodness no one in my family should ever live like this again Mm. and that's the problem there should be a social safety net so that is not what you care about what you care about is improving your station and improving your fellow man and, and everything else takes care of itself, right? Because the state, the, the economy, sorry, the economy. I can't say state because then I'm a communist. The the, the the economy will provide, right? The the you you the, the universal basic income will provide.
0: Yeah, we build a system that takes care of everybody for resilience for to use your word. Yes what was it first resilience. season
1: resilience system. Yeah, I'm feeling very mid rollish.
0: Let's hear a word from our sponsor. Fulfilling a dream where all possess an intrinsic love for self-rule that is reciprocated with free speech and equal justice under the law, Citizen Duguid values all of the amendments of the Constitution along with the original core documents. It all forms a framework and an operating manual for the Republic and it provides us with the means to change with the times. Oh goodness, the times are now to deeply re-examine our current implementation of governance for the dawning of a very, very new day. We are a proud sponsor of the Citizen's Prerogative Podcast, a major partner in spreading the good word about civic love and the power of change for us all help us stay on mission and grow this community by rating the podcast with five stars in your favorite app. If you don't feel you can rate us with five stars, let us know why on our sponsor's Facebook page, Citizen Do Good. Like the page to help out even further. Also, make sure you join our newsletter at citizendogood.com. You'll get updates every couple of months on all of our antics, not just the podcast. While you're there, check out the shop with all your favorite merch or go ahead and add a project contribution into your cart. Feel free to share any suggestions you have directly through our Contact Us page. Thank you for your support. So, Ray, I feel like we've been um, jumping on this one chord about um, the chicken or the egg around poverty and ignorance, and, and and I hope that we've sufficiently painted the dots or connected the dots there so that people are now thinking about This, um, you know, this sense of this poverty is it's it goes beyond just being unfair. I mean, it is wrong, it's morally wrong, it's apprehensible, and it's a choice, it's a function of a system that we created and we sustain and we maintain. So let's change it, right? Um,
1: I and I I just want to say, you, I'm glad you said choice because I was thinking the same thing, it is a choice. There was a time when I understood we were a a developing economy, right? There was a threshold that we hit at some point where it no longer became acceptable for poverty to exist in our country. And I don't know if that was the turn of the century, but they, you know, at least they moved the needle. Then they can at least take some credit that they pushed the needle throughout the 1900s. Um, What are we going to do in the you know, in the twenties?
0: Well, the first thing we need to do, maybe two things healthcare. <laughs> um, but thankfully, the road to healthcare has already begun getting braided or get paved. <clears throat> the other thing we can do is make some real inroads in freeing people from ignorance and in ways other than what we've done before, right? We're not talking about funding education. Alone. Like, I mean, we are talking about funding, but not funding the system and the model that exists today. (laughs) Right. Like that's that's always been a bit of a thorn for me. And I've I've always tuned into that. You know, it's like always been this debate. We have to be very cautious about false choices and false dichotomies. And I was always confused by this debate about, you know, well, we need to fund our schools. And then on the other side of the fence, it wasn't we need to defund our schools, it was yeah, but that money is being wasted, and I'm like, oh, well, yes, I also agree with that. Yes, yes, we need to fund education, and and yes, we we should not be wasting the money. Both of those things are actually true. Those are not choices. Those are not opposing choices. They shouldn't be opposing choices. And 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 vouchers and school choice for profit necessarily is for profit for education is is proving itself not worth my time to talk about because it's BS. And I think it's, I'm hoping it's being demonstrated over and over again, but maybe we'll do an episode just on that. Again, I digress. I mean, this thing about education and yeah, we we fund the wrong system. We fund a system from the past. We never invested in upgrading it, changing it, enhancing it so that it's actually teaching people how to operate in Not just today's world, but tomorrow's world, more importantly.
1: Did you really digress? Because I just want to go back to the fact of um, (laughs) for-profit education. Are you kidding me? For-profit education and for-profit prison have an equal place in hell if I believed in hell.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, the... mm, the the lack of I don't I I have nothing good to say about that I agree it's painful but at the same time it's not like we advocate people can steal and do all kinds of things right that's the false dichotomy that's what happens with the defund the police and all of that it's like oh well then and then what you know it's like okay well naturally we all want to feel safe like the you know that that uh False sense of security is very important to all of us, and we yeah. want to see real things to help reinforce that false sense of security. Um, we all want that, but we we also don't want to be murdered by that that system.
1: It's true, and it, it's constitutional. So I always remind people because they do get very passionate about it. So I find it a good time to use the old parchment to calm them down and say, "Look, uh, the you know you the right to tranquility, right." But when we're, so you have that right in the constitution, but that same sentence, that same, you know, section talks about the right of people to assemble and the right of individuals to have their free speech. So we have to balance all of those together. And in nowhere does it say the police have the right to kill.
0: No, no. For any of those podcast listeners out there who have a diverse diet behind the bastards is a, uh, a series that I listen to often, um, and they do. There was a whole group of episodes that they had done about the history of the police and police unions and and things like that, and it was incredibly insightful and eye opening and um, entertaining uh, because of the host uh, and hosts plural, I suspect. But in any case, yeah, I mean the you, it's almost I, it's almost how we think about the flag like the Pledge of Allegiance and the flag, like these were all things that were added on. The police, as we know it today, as it's been implemented, is just one version, just one possible way of solving that problem. And it just got replicated because it was originally implemented for a different purpose. So that's, not I to love, protect I love and that surf. you brought
1: it out. Like, so this is the practice of oppression. Okay, so what systems are in place now that oppress us? and were created for different purposes so the police which was for, for controlling slavery right yeah slavery um, capture and, 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 all and that. recapturing slaves that escaped so all throughout mine the IRS the internal revenue service which was used to control prohibition it was an armed wing of mm. the U.S. government. And then once they got rid of prohibition, because they said, oh, that's a stupid rule. Uh, they then focused on taxes and other, uh, other income that the government was generating.
0: Wow. <laughs> we have a way. Well, and like how much, how much civil rights are all hinged on the Commerce Clause? there's a whole episode. I, now I'm, this just gave you my memory What specifically the podcast could have been. It could have been more perfect. I don't know. That's another good one about the courts. Um, But yeah, I mean, we, we've had to work our ways into pretzels because the system was built, you know, around a big idea, a big promise, and it had to bring together people with very different perspectives.
1: <laughs> and, and- it's our government's riddled with stuff like this, folks. And we're gonna oh. continue to pull back the onion, but I like the the what is it, the federal excise tax on our phone bills still? Mm-hmm. What is that? Is that the Spanish Indian oh, War? I don't,
0: probably. I don't
1: it, got me. I mean, I may have it completely off base, you but I believe me. we're paying for a very old war.
0: There's all kinds of stuff in there. I was looking. Oh my gosh. Anyway. So freedom from ignorance, <laughs> getting back on topic.
1: Well, it is. It's all that because the, the point is that if you're, not, if you're not paying attention to what's being presented to you and all these companies are providing you and selling your data, right? So you're, you may be ignorant, but that phone in your hand is generating billions of dollars in activity for a third party. And everybody's benefiting, the whole government, everybody's at the party, but you. You live in ignorance and poverty, and it's designed that way. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox, Mike.
0: Mm -hmm. And I can't disagree. So some of the notes that we had captured for this section are things like uh, making sure that people are provided with the knowledge and skills to participate in the pursuit of happiness. Wouldn't it be funny if we went back to the original document, the whole point, the reason why, what the problem we were trying to solve when we formed (laughs) the Constitution, Uh, Declaration of Independence. Can't forget that one. It's so good. So, I mean, if the whole point of all of this is to be free to pursue happiness, wouldn't we change some things? (laughs) The first thing being, that's the first thing you learn. You come across the border. You come out of your parent, your mom, wherever. (laughs) The first thing you learn is the constitution is your Bible now, but that, you know, you, you we need to be imbued with the ability to um, take advantage of our inalienable rights and to pursue happiness. And our system should be like teaching people to do that, right? This is a very special thing. There aren't a lot of places on earth where you have the opportunity to do something like that. Um, it should be cherished. The other thing we we're talking about on here is uh, providing a full view of humanity and human knowledge around anthropology and you know, people's histories and society and civics, and be damned with the controversy. I, I think it's really important for us as an enlightened as a, as a society born out of the Enlightenment, that we are first and foremost teaching people how to think and how to understand things. And the best place to start, the most interesting thing, place, I think, for people to start is with themselves. So learn about your history. Learn about where your biology came from. Learn about the history of the world that we live on, right? Those are, those are really neat things they are very interesting and in-depth. Now, it's controversial because we have a problem with separation of church and state we have a lot of problems because we don't actually we really haven't been good about maintaining our separation of church and state and freedom from any official state religion um, and it's infecting a lot of things and it's like if you want to teach yourself, your your children and your family and share those ideas and views you're you're allowed to do that but don't interfere with our ability to raise good citizens citizens that have a capability that are capable and knowledgeable and, and able to not just take care of themselves, but help take care of the republic.
1: And I don't know if doing a prayer in the morning or pledge allegiance to the flag effectively builds good citizens. I think when it comes to education, we've really gotten away from, I would rather you take that one minute a day and dedicate it to teaching them some civics. Right. Or or just combine it into a course over the year because it is a waste of time. It's propaganda. And even as a child growing up, I used to get very upset and I and I I was slightly I slightly protested it, but I didn't push it too heavy because they put you in detention too quick. And I didn't like it. So uh, I, I just I really had a problem at a, at a young age in elementary school when they forced you to pledge the allegiance to the flag because the constitution doesn't require that of me at all.
0: No. no, no. And somewhere in here, I'll bring it up at some point. I I'm always rewriting that pledge. Um, Cause I like the idea of having a pledge, even yes. though it's also makes me crawl a little bit, but anything that can help inspire people in the ideals, the true ideals, not the under God, um, and not to the flag. So I got to go find some of my rewrites because I try to write out the flag and I try to write out God because flag and God don't mean anything.
1: Right. Those are human constructs.
0: It's Constitution. <laughs> if I recall correctly, I think I was replacing it with Constitution under the stars. So what is it? What is it if you play it back that way? I pledge allegiance to the Constitution of the United States of America to the, the republic, republic for which it for stands, which it stands one, nation one nation under the stars indivisible with liberty and justice for all like
1: i felt like one nation under unity with liberty and justice for all I, I, this is, this probably isn't the forum to debate we'll anything like out. that but anyway i think what it's important what we're trying to say is that the education system is spending their time somewhere right <laughs> we're not yes. even arguing about that <laughs> allegiance we're arguing whether we should add prayer to the daily allegiance. And frankly, it's doing nothing but indoctrinating people with this is the system. This is what we accept. You bow to authority. And that's actually not the American way. That's not how it started. And in fact, the founding fathers fought until their dying days on things. They fought about things till the end.
0: And here we are. So there's only one more, there's one more bullet I had for something thought provoking under freedom from ignorance and it's to ensure that people learn about their environment and environment broadly, like their, their place among it and how to navigate it using reason and decision-making. So the environment, not just being like the ecosystem on earth, but The people around them, the experiences, the events, the things that they see, how they are influenced by, again, how we learn. We learn most through observation until we're able, you know, even after we're able to verbally communicate. You know, there's that idea: oh, you visual learner, or you an audio audio learner. Yeah, we're all all kinds of learners, and we're we're definitely geared more towards the visual and the audio because we've been using those forever, not forever. That's what anthropology is there to teach you about. But <laughs> um, making sure that we're able to operate in and among one another, society—it's the most basic function. And with technology and and how how numerous we've become and how geographically um, spread out we've become, even the youngest generation—you can see where you know the socialization, the in-person or otherwise socialization among people has changed and it's not in an intentional way. It's not in a thoughtful way, right? None of these things are being done in an intentional and thoughtful way, right? We talked about the fishbone diagram. So all the fish bones connected to the spine, lead to the head. All these contributing factors leading to a common cause to a problem in the fish head or the reverse, You know, however you wanna do the analysis. But the idea is there's an accumulation of things. It's an accumulation of distractions from many things that we should be paying attention to or learning about early on. So, you know, I, we, I, we need to fundamentally come after this. Um, and I will bring it up. I'll put it in the show notes. There was another podcast. This is probably the third call out, Future Hindsight, one that I've been sampling recently. And there's a Educator, sociology teacher—I forget what the background is—and I apologize again, but I'll put it in the show notes so you can refer to it. Um, Really good ideas about this this concept about shifting the purpose of education and redesigning it so that it's actually teaching people how to think and how to solve problems, and you know how to think big and think different and come together. Right? I mean, everything we've ever accomplished in business, anything we've ever built tall, we've done it together. Anything worth building. Yeah. So the test is
1: doing it together. The test is accomplishing a goal as a team, right? So dynamic. I'll tell you my secret wish, Michael, and don't be upset because I know I'm I'm working for you now, but it, it, I want to <laughs> do education, like have a school where children are excited to go to school and they're engaged oh. and they grow and they grow all the way through. And school is more like running a business for the individual every individual chooses their growth and development path in school and the school does not build these peg these holes and stick you in them the school says all right we've got all these future business and future politicians and we we tailor our classes and our structure to the students instead of saying by the way here's all we're serving is turkey or turkey <laughs> With the current school system, yeah, I oh, know you are not even cake or death. I'd love that because that's a variety. No, they're <laughs> serving turkey or turkey at school.
0: Oh gosh. It's so true. Teach, teach the kids how to teach themselves and how to learn because guess whatever subject they go and get their degree and they're probably not going to go make money with. And maybe they do, but for how long? And should they? Are these things lifetime endeavors? That doesn't make sense. Is that you happiness? Live, right, for 120 years if you're just meandering from one thing you hate to another thing you hope you hate less. Yeah. Do
1: you feel liberated? Does your job make you feel liberated? Well, no. Well, you have a right to feel liberated. And do I do? Well, how do I secure that? Uh, maybe universal basic income, right? So you can sit back and read a book for a couple of years and figure out what you want to do. <laughs> it's your dream. It's your American dream.
0: Yeah. In the short term, that reminds me, Ray, of a call to action that we're, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I don't mind putting it on air right now. I mentioned planks and platforms earlier. And especially around this education thing and, and these freedoms, these ideas about promoting these freedoms. One of the things we want to do is get this kind of boiled down to some point and hopefully with listener feedback and other you know ongoing stuff we've, we're doing. But I want to formulate, and I, I hate pledges and things, but I want a way to know who's running for office that really believes and would fight for these things. For real, right? Has the votes, has the record. Like at some point, we can talk about this all day long. We really need to start showing the path, the light for all of us to start changing who writes the laws, to be people who align with these ideals that take us back towards the direction of fulfilling the true full promise for everybody. So nobody, we won't be fighting. We won't be trying to burn down the cap. People people, <laughs> people will be so much more fulfilled. They won't be spending their time Doing these things, uh, that's my earnest belief, and and I believe that is what the founders kind of hopefully had in mind with the Declaration of Independence. I know they had some short-term interests, but but the biggest thoughts, you know, the biggest thinkers at that table, I hoped were were kind of imagining having something like this that we're talking about.
1: I, I think that um, prosperity was a little more achievable. At their time, because you could work the land, uh, you could you could do things to really kind of to change your station in, in, in America because it was in a in a growth and development all this limitless um, uh, limitless uh, resource. But now we don't nearly have that, right? So the, the, the we've made the oppression and the playing field and the runway so long and so steep that you just need so much to get up and going that only a fraction of businesses make it and only a fraction of people make it through school and only a fraction. That should be a problem. Everyone says, Oh, we use that as a soothing, uh, t- uh, like a coping mechanism. I think, Oh, don't worry. You know, half of all businesses fail in their first 90 days or <laughs> something like that. Right. Yeah. But in fact, we should ask, Whoa, Whoa, wait, why do businesses fail? Why aren't
0: it? these people prepared? What's what yeah, can we do better? What can we do better? That's a failure. How can we enable them? And this is not an argument to run government like business. Don't ever get that twisted. There's a reason they're separate. I mean, that's, that's where, um, in my opinion, that's where communism belongs. That's where um, authoritarianism belongs, right? There's no very, I've yet to see any company run like a democracy.
1: Yeah, there's no democracy. Companies, they are all authoritarian. There, yeah. I mean, it needs to be run that way. Uh, That's, how else? But, yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, again, I'm open to a lot of things. So
0: there's a place for all these things. We already have them. People are throwing these words around. It's like, I, come on. This oh. is, a, is
1: an authoritarian. I, I'm, you're right. So let's not get too deep into yeah. it, right? But the, if people are upset about socialism and authoritarianism and dictatorships, it's like every corporate structure is a dictatorship.
0: Yeah. So it's not just that thing. It's about the fact that we have a different vision for our society.
1: Oh. freedom from ignorance the freedom to understand that we're all living in all these microcosm chasms right micro societies and micro experiments going on but we just the good news is folks the documents the documents the documents will always kind of circle around the constitution i really like arizona state constitution Uh, i'm not a big education person but it says that education should be as free as possible in arizona and as you know arizona state has one of the highest tuitions around and our constitution says it should be as free as possible so get back to the constitution Mm.
0: there's a generation of um californians that received a college diploma for free at some point in time um so you know there's there's proven ways to do these things and we just it takes all of us to I hate that phrase "wake up," but it takes—it's—it takes that. But it—but to wake up to something specific, not this. Ooh, you know, wake up to nothing, because right, everybody can use it to. To I, I want to make sure we're going to be pointing to these, these planks, these freedoms that we want to achieve. And like you said, Ray, all—we don't have to go far. It all goes back to the Declaration, and then everything that stemmed from it. Please go reread the Constitution. It's not long. It's some of the words are old
1: (laughs) or you can trust us to interpret it. We'll help. We'll help along the way and we'll be we'll be open to the discussion but i think you said it early on the words escape me correctly michael but we have a social responsibility those of us that achieve the next level that achieve Mm -hmm. the freedom because unfortunately the pay-to-play system you said you've you know may have experienced it yourself as well as you start to hit a certain change your stress changes your risk changes and everyone gets nervous about you know how how do i sustain this and how do you keep it because frankly the 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 ball is bigger if it drops, you know, when you start making more money. Um, but I think that fear turns into anger or hate, like the Jedi would say. And so um, I think that all these people in these positions of power and money have to be more be- benevolent, less fearful.
0: A lot right? of the, more- yeah, internalizing some cognitive dissonance about that's how it. they feel about having that money right they're like gosh the world is going to shit and i'm fine i feel a little weird about that
1: it's weird though because the, the, their money's going to be useless if the economy fails it's almost like they're it, it, I, but none again, of them can do, a whole do it alone yeah it's but a whole, it's another whole
0: episode. Other episode anyway speaking of a whole nother episode we're at the end of this one <laughs> a whole nother episode <laughs> hooray and i don't know if you can tell by now but we're we're starting to loosen up a little bit huh feeling limber
1: I'm not going to say anything about how loose you are.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, that is a wrap. For more information on this and other episodes, head over to citizen and click on podcast. While you're there, register to log in and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from the community. We have been your hosts. Thank you to Mr. Raymond Wong Jr.
1: And thank you, Mr. Piscatelli. It's truly been three episodes in the making.
0: It has been something, that's for sure. For more information on this and other episodes, head over to com and click on podcast. While you're there, register to log in and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from the community. We've been your hosts. Thank you to Mr. Raymond Wong Jr.
1: And thank you, Mr. Piscatelli It's truly been enlightening.
0: It's been something, that's for sure. And special thanks to you, our listeners. We save the best for last. You are the best and have been for years. Thank you for your support. We know it's painful and we love you. Intro music sampled from OK Class by Ozzy Jocks under a Creative Commons license through freemusicarchive.org. Other music provided royalty free through Fizzle and Studios Inc.